0: Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's maze & Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Joining us in just a minute is Pistons beat writer Rod Beard from the Detroit News. First, a few news and notes to get us started. It's early June and it's usually a very quiet time in the Michigan athletic scene. Summer workouts are underway for football, and it's a big recruiting month, the biggest of the year. But is anything but business as usual on the Wolverine athletic scene? Stay tuned is what John Beeline told us a couple of weeks ago when asked about his contract extension, and we've been waiting to see what would happen. Well, what's happened is the Detroit Pistons are now in the picture. And while they have reportedly not offered the job to Coach B, it appears they are very serious about him and the feelings appear to be mutual. As Coach B said a few weeks ago, stay tuned. Up next is Pistons beat writer Rod Beard from the Detroit News, here on the Michigan Man, on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the vSporto network, and in partnership with SB Nation's maze & Brew. on our game day segment today is a a gentleman who used to have the Michigan beat uh, just a few years ago and who now covers the Detroit Pistons for the Detroit News, Rod Beard. Rod, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me back on. It's my world colliding now that I get to talk about Michigan basketball (laughs) again on a Pistons uh, context.
0: Indeed it is. Well, as we all know by now on Friday, the news broke that the Pistons uh, were more than a little bit interested in coach John Beilein when do you think this all started to come together, Rod?
1: I think it's, it's right after Stan Van Gundy got fired at the end, at the beginning of May, that uh, they cast a very wide net, and their plan was to go out and to find uh, a disparate group of coaching candidates—the uh, best college coach they could find in B Beeline, uh, maybe the best rising assistant in, in former Michigan standout Jawan Howard, and uh, best broadcaster. They looked at every possible configuration of uh, a head coach, and. and in different areas and just wanted to bring those guys in. And I, I applaud the Pistons for thinking out of the box and not just saying, Hey, let's find the best uh, NBA trader or coach there who uh, is available and uh, try to figure out if 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 we can get him to come in for an interview. They really did their due diligence in trying to find the best candidates from all over the landscape and bringing those guys in.
0: Well, Monday night in the Detroit News, you reported that according to uh, ESPN, the Pistons are interested in continued discussions uh, with former Toronto coach Dwayne Casey and coach Beeline. Does that mean then that the Pistons have narrowed their choices to those two?
1: It feels like it, and I mean, Adoka from... uh, the San Antonio Spurs and assistant coach there uh, seems like to be the third uh, finalist that's there. I don't know if they're going to cast that net very much wider than that. Uh, and and line is the one that is uh, very intriguing because he's had some overtures with NBA teams before and has said no in the past. But it, it's the way that this one is starting to develop that he has some interest in it is at least interviewing and flying out to L.A., uh, to meet with Pistons owner Tom Gorris is very intriguing in, in the timing of it coming off the national title game appearance, and everything else is just really, really intriguing how this is unfolding.
0: Is that meeting with Tom Gorris taking place this week that we know of?
1: Well, I think it. it one already happened last week, and then the uh, follow-up, uh, I would assume is is happening at some point this week. I'm hearing that uh, they're nearing the end of this process and really trying to narrow down. If they've gotten down to, to three finalists, as has been reported, then uh, it, it looks like they could really start to pull this thing together in the next few days or maybe even the next week or so. And the timing is, is critical because you've got the NBA draft coming up uh, on the on June 21st, and you got Summer League after that. So you want to start getting some of these things in place so you know what philosophy you're drafting a, a, a position for, uh, what type of guys, what type of culture you want to have here. And the longer that this uh, goes on and and you're trying to figure out what that's going to be. because again, the Pistons are looking not just for a head coach, but they're trying to stock their entire front office with a general manager, with some other front office staff. They may bring back some of the the current existing assistant general managers. But you want to kind of figure out how everything falls into place and who's going to be in what position so that you can start establishing a direction.
0: So at this point, the process is ongoing. As you said, the Pistons would probably like to wrap it up uh, relatively quickly. So really, there has not been an offer made that you know of yet?
1: No, not that I I know of that. I don't think there's been an offer made. But again, it's just having these next round of interviews and trying to figure out the the nuance between each of the candidates and things that they like and what uh, one candidate might have as an advantage over another one. I think that's where they are now. And then you get down into details with numbers and uh, salary requirements and Mm -hmm. things like that that uh, you can figure out. That probably wouldn't take as long. I think they have a general idea of what those things would be. But it's just coaching philosophy, and Dwayne Casey, having coached in the NBA for a number of years, um, may have a little bit of an advantage there in in dealing with an NBA locker room and some of the personalities, but from what I gather, John Belon could be just as flexible, just as adjustable, and we've seen that with uh, the player development that he's done and with the way that uh, he's dealt with some different personalities in his program at Michigan.
0: Well, I think what's most shocking to Michigan fans is Coach B has said to you know pretty much anyone that would listen the last couple of years that he wanted to stay at Michigan, retire at Michigan, no plans to go anywhere else. So all of a sudden, here he is at age 65, granted coming off a, an appearance in the national championship game and seemingly having the program just about where he wants it. And you think to yourself, Why the NBA? Why now?
1: Well, there are a bunch of theories out there, and um, I I think I can shoot one down that uh, Tom Gorris, being a a Michigan State alum, is trying to pull Beeline in order to stoke the rivalry a little bit more. I've heard that one as a, a, a conspiracy theory. I don't think that's the case. I think he's just looking for the best coach possible. And maybe in Beeline's case, this is another suggestion that was made to me that Maybe he's nearing the, the end of his, co- his coaching career and he's figuring out, hey, here's the, the NBA is a challenge that I've never even touched. I've never even um, gotten to that point where I could interview and I could find the right job. And timing is everything in these things. Maybe four years ago when he was looking at the NBA, it just wasn't the right time for him. There were other things that he wanted to do. Or he wasn't ready to make that jump at 65 now he could be if he is in the twilight of his coaching career that he could say hey this is the last hurrah this is the only shot that I'm gonna have left at making that jump to the NBA and and what uh, someone told me Dan Dakich said that coaches live for that uh, you're down by or you're up by one point and you're facing LeBron James how do you structure a defense that's going to stop him? or you're down by one what offensive play do you draw that's what coaches kind of live for that's in their DNA and in their blood to be able to do those sorts of things and see if those things are going to work. And so I don't know if John wants to live with regret and the road not taken in taking that opportunity to look at the NBA, but there are so many theories about why now, why would he care about the Pistons? This isn't a necessarily a an elite-level job. It's not like you're taking on the um, Warriors or the Celtics or a team that's really right there ready to win an NBA championship. And maybe in, in Beeline's case, He's not looking for an NBA championship. He's just looking at the challenge of being able to coach at that highest level and if he can succeed there.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the theories that you read also, Rod, I've seen this in some of the uh, the national slants, is that uh, it's about money, which uh, to me is hard to believe because I think he's pretty much got all the money he needs. So if this happens, it, it is definitely, it's more than money, isn't it?
1: Oh, no. In, in the, the years that I've known John Beeline, he's a man of character and that would just be a negotiating stunt. I don't think he'd fly out as as much travel as he does for recruiting and everything else. I don't think he'd take a trip out to LA if this were about money. And we're talking about Michigan here in the Michigan athletic department. They could look under their mattresses and find if the number is $5 million a year that he wants, they could find 5 million. It's not a ploy. It's not a, um, a money grab for him. I think it really is, uh, something that's itching for him and and the curiosity of seeing that if whether he can succeed at the nba level i really think that's what's at the heart of this thing and if you intersect those two theories together that maybe he's not going to coach for 10 more years maybe that number is five maybe it's four and this could be his last contract and his last opportunity to do that I think that, that makes a little bit more sense than anything else, and certainly not the money. If this were a smaller school and he were trying to do a money grab there, that would have some credence to it. But we're talking about Michigan, and if he said he wanted $5 million a year, uh, Ward Manual would go and find $5 million a year to make that happen for him. I just don't buy into that, uh, that negotiating ploy and, and leverage uh, issue. I just don't think
0: that's it. Well, in the last few days since this story broke, we have not really heard a peep from uh, anyone in Ann Arbor. Do you think this whole thing caught Athletic Director Ward-Manuel by surprise?
1: Yeah, I, I've talked to some people in the program, and they've said, yeah, this this really caught them by surprise because they were um, not prepared for it. And, again, everything they were thinking of was Beeline renegotiating his contract mm-hmm. and um, everything taking a different tenor of, hey, we're coming off a, an appearance in a championship game. We've got They've got another recruiting class that they're very uh, proud of and, and, and very um, – optimistic about, and they were looking in that direction, and to to hear that he was interested in the Pistons, or even more the Pistons were interested in him, and there was mutual uh, interest there, caught everybody off guard. They were just really shocked about how uh, this was going to turn out, and some former players, uh, the same sort of deal is, they don't know if he's... um, as serious or he's been as serious as he is right now if he's going and taking interviews again the character of john beeline says that he's not going to waste time he's not going to waste a trip uh and, and waste the conversation time in pursuing something that he's not genuinely interested in and if, if we've gotten this far where he is now uh, potentially a finalist for this piston's job then he's really really interested he's figured out what his weaknesses are and and how what things might not work for him he's he's calculating in that way that he would figure out what the downside of this thing is and figure out a way around it so again he wouldn't go through this exercise if he weren't genuinely interested and figured out uh, ways that this can work out for him in a positive
0: well as we said ward Manuel has not said much since friday since the story broke one has to assume he has talked to john beeline uh, in the last couple of days and you've got to think uh, a big offer is either uh, on the table or it's going to be made soon, as as you alluded to. Uh, we've heard in the last two weeks that uh, there was a, a contract negotiation ongoing, extension. I don't know if uh, Ward waits until after the Pistons offer. Do you think that's the kind of thing you have to jump in before the Pistons make that offer?
1: Well, I think you would have to jump in before and at least say, "Hey, we want you. We, we're caught off guard by this, but we're certainly going to do whatever it takes." And on the the very off chance that money is the issue, you you let John Beeline know that you you covet him, you you appreciate all that he's done, and you want him to move forward, Uh, being the head coach for as long as he wants to. And that's the other piece of this. There's no push for John Beeline to leave Michigan. All of this seems to be on his own volition that um, it's not that his contract is up or it's not that he's getting pressure from alums or there's anything going on in the program that he wouldn't want to be around. Everything is probably the best that it could be at Michigan in terms of recruiting, coming mm-hmm. off a championship game appearance. It, it, everything is, is set that that United could finish his career very easily at Michigan and not have any regrets except for maybe not pursuing the NBA, and that might be the one thing that has him dipping his toe in the water here.
0: Well, as we mentioned, he has a top 10 recruiting class coming in. Jalen Wilson was a huge commit last week for the class of 2019. Uh, Beeline said over the weekend he would be talking to his recruits at some point this week. I think he was in Colorado Springs over the weekend. And I've got to think he's either going to reassure them he is staying or knowing him, be very upfront with them about his intentions. Wouldn't you think so, Rod?
1: Yeah, and again, that, that goes to his character is that he's not going to tiptoe around the issue and lead the recruits on. He's going to let them say. He's going to let them know. Hey, I'm really looking at this. And and um, again, it's about what his wishes are. And and this is an opportunity. And certainly, he's earned that ability. That if he wants to leave, that Michigan fans might be a little bit upset by it. But certainly, he's earned that right to do uh, whatever in his heart that he really wants to do. And I think he'll let the recruits know that. That um, and even the current players. Hey, this is something I'm considering. This might be the only opportunity that I, I have to do this for the rest of my career. And if he stays, if if he turns this offer down and he's, he doesn't go to the Pistons, I think he stays at Michigan for the rest of it as long as he wants to. And uh, he's paid handsomely for it. And everybody lives happily ever after. If not, then again, he, he went with his heart. He went with uh, the curiosity factor and tried to figure out the best scenario for him and his family and everything else.
0: Well, those of us that are a, a bit older remember another local coach leaving his program to coach the Pistons, and I'm talking about Dick Vitale leaving U of D That's when the he had that program ramped up. He wanted to try the NBA, and we know how that turned out. There have been plenty of other big names since then, very successful college coaches, Rod. We all know Make That Jump. And the results, are they're very sketchy, aren't they?
1: Yeah, it just doesn't always translate that um, there's a lot more than just drawing up plays. And certainly John Belen is highly regarded for his ability to draw up plays and then to develop players. And from a Piston standpoint, those are the two biggest needs of, of what they have with their roster. They feel like they're playoff ready, and John Belen can elevate them to that next level that they want to get to. Uh, but but it is sketchy. You can look at Rick Pitino. You can look at P.J. Carlissimo. Uh, there are a number of guys who have tried it. Brad Stevens more recently has had some success mm-hmm. in moving from not just a college team, but a mid-major and having some success in Boston. Uh, Billy Donovan going to, from Florida to Oklahoma city. And, and it took a little bit, but it, it, he's had some success there too. You've got to believe again, the way that, that John Beilein's mind works that, anything that he he thinks wouldn't work, he's figured out a way around it. So whether that would be other assistants who can fill in some of the gaps where he has deficiencies, he's tried to figure out a way that this can work out for him. And and again, where has he failed in his career? Once he started out, even at a community college level at Erie Community College, worked his way up through uh, Richmond and uh, West Virginia, he hasn't failed at any of his stops. And I think that's because of the way that he looks at opportunities and, and weighs the pros and the cons and, and figures out, Hey, if this isn't going to work, or I think this is too big a risk then I'm not going to do it. So again, I, th- I think he's looked at all of this and, and all of the variables and figured out a way that this can work for him. And, and he's changed so much over the past Uh, five years or so since he's been at Michigan and it's not the my way or the highway mentality it's more so how do I use the talent that I have and how do I make these guys work and work with them in such a way that everyone gets their best and we get the best impact out of it
0: well it's been one heck of a ride for Michigan basketball the last 11 years Rod you were there covering it a few of those years and I think most of us thought as long as coach B was there that was going to continue would losing him at this point be catastrophic in the short term for michigan basketball
1: i think in the short term it depends on the attrition that comes from those recruits and the current players that are there too if they decide to go in a lot of different directions and scatter like the wind then they're going to have to um, figure out a way to pull this thing together again it's whether it's who succeeds him also i think that's going to make a difference you'd have to put somewhere near the top of that list laval jordan who uh, has moved on to uh, Milwaukee and, and now at Butler, you'd have to put him somewhere near the top of that list. And, and Michigan would be a prime job for for nationally any coach to try to pursue. Uh, and you have to make a, a really good fit and a good hire to maintain the, the trajectory that the Wolverines are on right now. So I think that's the next level of all of this. But Michigan fans, at least for right now, just want to keep D-line at all costs, whether financial or whether – Uh, any other way that they can make sure that he stays.
0: Well, that leads into my final question for you, Rod. You covered Coach B uh, for years before you um, jumped onto the Pistons uh, beat. What does your gut tell you about how this is going to end?
1: My gut says that the uh, Pistons uh, come out and just hire Dwayne Casey, that he has the NBA experience, um, and and having coached the Raptors and, and being voted Coach of the Year by his peers, that that level of experience and not having to worry about whether Beeline can make that jump, uh, I think that's the way that it ends up. And and that Beeline goes back to Michigan uh, very, very happy. He gets compensated handsomely, and, and there's no real issue. I just don't know that, that they make that big a gamble. And, it, again, it's not because of X's and O's or anything else. But Dwayne Casey is the safe pick, and I think they go with that safe pick when it's all said and done.
0: Well, I think a lot of Michigan fans would uh, like to think that's how it's going to go down. I, we should, as we've said, find out relatively quickly because the Pistons want this process to move on. Move on. So uh, our guest today on the show, of course, talking about the hot topic around here these days, is Coach B staying or is he leaving for the Pistons? Is the uh, Pistons beat writer Rod Beard from the Detroit News who also covered michigan for many years it was great to have you back on the show rod and we thank you for your time
1: i appreciate it thank you for the opportunity
0: quick hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on the michigan man on wolverine sports radio a member of the v-sporto network and in partnership with sb nation's maze and brew On Quick Hits today, we'll know later this week or early next week if Coach B is going to the Pistons or Stankfoot here in Ann Arbor. We'll have more on this story as it develops. Next week, I'll have a June Michigan Man Extra for you. It will air on Thursday or Friday, and I'll give you a heads-up on Facebook and Twitter when it publishes. Our next regular show will be on June 27th. We'll have our monthly recruiting update with Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports. We are waiting until the 27th because the weekend prior to that, is the biggest recruiting weekend of the year, so we could add some big names to what is already a very good 2019 class. Don't forget you can get our free show app from the Google Play and iTunes stores. You can also hear us on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you get the show from iTunes, take an extra minute to rate or comment on the program. We thank you in advance. Thanks again to Pistons beat writer Rod Beard for joining us today with his insight into what's happening with Coach B. We all hope he'll stay, but as Rod said, he's 65. He's been successful everywhere he's been, but he's never been in the NBA. And this offer, if there is an offer, might be hard to pass up. We'll know soon. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. We'll be back next week with a Michigan Man Extra for you. It will be part two of my interview with Michigan great Dr. Billy Taylor. So until then, I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Take care, and as always... That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!